0: good day brothers and sisters and welcome to another edition of centurion faith the podcast that helps you to seek the kind of faith that makes jesus marvel I just want to say a quick prayer and just say thank you, Lord, for, for everyone who's listening today. I just want to thank you for the word, um, Father God, that you gave me this morning, the words of Jesus himself in Matthew eighteen eighteen—that it says, when two or more are in agreement touching anything, Lord, that, that it's done in heaven. And I'm paraphrasing a little bit there, Lord, but I thank you for that word, just saying that when we gather together and uh, hear your word and just to sit at the feet of Jesus by way of his Holy Spirit that uh, we are we are truly blessed to, to hear from the Lord today, spirit to spirit. So, Father, we just thank you for that. We thank you for every listener. And we thank you that with um, myself and whoever's listening to this podcast, we know we have at least two in agreement and then the third in heaven. Uh, so, we just thank you for that in Jesus' name. Um, my message today is entitled, The Power of Answered Prayers. The Power of Answered Prayers and Notice the key word in there is answered prayers. Um, what God show, was showing me this morning really blessed me and helped me. I've had more than one person tell me um, in 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 my life recently uh, in regards to God's word to, to not be double-minded. I even had somebody kind of speak that prophetically to me who didn't really even know me that well. And what that means, double-mindedness in the Bible, is just kind of vacillating between, well, maybe God will, maybe he won't, and you're going back and forth. And And uh, the book of James says the double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So I've kind of been praying about how to get get away from double-mindedness and not doubting. And that's this beautiful message that I want to share with you today. It's so simple. I'm going to try not to complicate it and just let the word speak for itself. So let's start this message on the power of answered prayers. And I'm going to... um. I'm going to just start by by referencing Matthew seven seven. It's one of my favorite scriptures because it's it's uh, Jesus is um, talking to the disciples and he's talking to us, of course, today through the Holy Spirit. The same word, his word, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So that word we can take for today. And he says in in Matthew seven seven, he says, "Ask, seek, and knock," and think of the three. Um, letters that each of those words start with. It spells A-S-K, ask, seek, and knock. So that's a good way to remember this. And he says, ask, and it shall be given unto you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. Everyone that asks receives, and he that seeks finds, and, and to him who knocks, the door will be opened. Or what man is there among you, and that's us, who would who whom if his son asked him for bread, he would give him a stone. So as a parent, as a father or mother, if your child asked you for some bread because they were hungry, would you give him a rock? <laughs> or if, if they asked for a fish, would you give them a serpent, Jesus asks? And then he says, and if, if you then being evil, that means in your your old sinful nature, because keep in mind, this is before the cross. If you then being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your father in heaven give good gifts to them that ask him. Therefore, all things whatsoever you would have men do to you, do unto them, for this is the summation of the, of the, of the law and the prophets. And what he's saying there is just, is the request when you pray and you're asking for something, because this is all in the context of prayer, when you're asking God in prayer for something, is this something that's a reasonable request? Is it something that you see written in his word? Is it something that you see in the life of Jesus Christ when you look at the Gospels? Jesus who went around doing good and healing all, all who were sick and oppressed of the devil because God was with him. Jesus never turned anyone away that came to him. He healed all who came to him. You cannot find where anybody went away unhealed when they came to Jesus. Now, of course, our batting average is a lot less because we're imperfect. Jesus was sinless and and operated in perfection as a man, but he wants us to try to come up higher. I really believe today what he's shown us is to not be double-minded, to know that when we're coming with these requests, whatever you think of your prayer requests that you have for today, for people in your family, maybe for yourself, for your health, or the health of a loved one, or for finances, or whatever your, your needs are, we need to come to God and know that these are reasonable requests and believe that he will give us the petitions we desire. Matthew 16, 16, um, Jesus asked Peter, you know, Peter, or Jesus asked Peter, who do people say that I am? And Peter says, some say that you're a prophet, some say that you're this, you're that. But then, then Jesus turns to Peter and says, but who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? And Peter says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus says to him, he said, blessed are you, Simon Peter, he said, because you didn't get this from any man, but that's my father in heaven that gave you that revelation. So that's amazing thing. And it's something God asks us constantly is "Who, who do you say I am? I say he, I say God is a good father. I say Jesus is a good big brother. He's a good son. He's the son of God. I say Jesus is my Lord and my savior. And I say that if he went around doing good while he was here in the flesh and healing all who were sick and oppressed of the devil, that he wants to do it today through the Holy Spirit who lives and abides in us believers. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore, Hebrews 13.8. The only thing that really blocks God's power in our lives is our unbelief and our double-mindedness. If we look at the story of of um, of the unjust judge in Luke 18.1, and Jesus taught this parable to the disciples that they should, And he taught them, for, it says right at the beginning in 18.1, that he taught them this parable that men should always pray and not give up. And it's about pressing into prayer. And it's the story about an unjust a woman who who is looking for a judge to give her a ruling in her favor for some some uh, grievance that she has with somebody else. And she comes and she knocks on the judge's door and she just pounds on the door and knocks and knocks and knocks. And finally, the judge just says, oh, man, I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna give this lady what she wants. And um, and Jesus uses this parable to illustrate. Says if a, if an unjust judge will get get up and and give a petition to somebody just because they're banging on the door and tiring them out, how much more does God, who is a just judge, want to give us the petitions that we desire? My cat is having a little bit of an episode here. I'm sorry, but uh, anyway, I just wanted I just wanted to. Um, just, I just I just really um, am amazed by the the attitude that I have sometimes in prayer. Sometimes doubting, I wonder if God wants to do this. Is this is this God's will? Well, His will is His word, and His word is His will. So if you find it in the Bible, or if you find it or see it in the life of Christ in His 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 life, and that that we see in the Gospels. And it's an, a reasonable—it's a reasonable request for somebody's health, for for provision, for all these things that God says He wants to provide. We really just have to believe. Mark 11, 22 through twenty-six, um, talks about about uh, when we pray, and I'm just going to read this to you, and try not to comment too much, and just listen to the words in red here of Jesus. He says in Mark eleven twenty-two, he says, "Have faith in God." Have faith in God, not in yourself, in God. For truly I say unto you that whosoever, that's you and I, shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith will come to pass, he shall have whatever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. And when you stand praying, forgive. And if you have any offense against anyone else, um, you know, square it up with them, forgive them, or your father in heaven won't forgive you. If you don't forgive, your father in heaven will not forgive you. And what it's saying there is really the only two things that I see in there and the, that that really block prayer are unbelief and unforgiveness. And those that's so true today. When when there's people I'm praying for, I always ask them if they're any unforgiveness they have towards anybody because sometimes that's a, that's one of the biggest hindrances to prayers i really only see the two hindrances to prayers a matter of fact as being unbelief and unforgiveness i really can't find any other ones in the bible perhaps they're there but i can't find them and i think it's a matter of just knowing that god wants to answer prayers and that our requests are reasonable john fifteen seven, jesus teaching on prayer again He says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you can ask what you will and it'll be done to you. And he says, and herein is my father glorified that you bear bear much fruit. And it's talking about the fruit of answered prayers, just believing and praying according to God's word, which we have, the Bible, and, and his word is his will. So when we're praying his word, we're praying his will and vice versa. And we also see again in the life of Jesus that he, he, never turned anybody away i don't think he's turning anybody away today the problem is that we're involved in prayer we just have to believe that he's the same yesterday today and forever and not be double-minded i really believe the lord showed me the other day that we're wrong so much so much of some so many of the things i'm thinking and doing we're we're always going to be in error in our doctrine and on our in our actions and things like that but i really feel like the lord was impressing on me the other day to not be double minded, to just go for it. And when I pray, like he says in the word, believe that the petition is, is a reasonable request, okay? So if you're gonna ask God for a Powerball winning or whatever, something stupid, yeah, I, I don't, you know, we can make an argument against that. But I think most of the prayers, I mean, I would say, um, you know, 99 out of 100 that I pray today, um, and other people pray are reasonable requests just for somebody's health or for their needs to be met. And I think God wants us to just um think about his character and his nature when we pray and what a good God he is. If we really believe he's good and that he's a just judge, wouldn't he just wanna give us these petitions we desire? In John 14, in verse 13 and 14, He says whatever you ask jesus says it twice whatever you ask in my name i'll do it that the father may be glorified in the son he says again in 14 14 ask anything in my name and i'll do it james 5 13 through 20 is a great scripture and within that scripture it talks about the prayers of a righteous man or woman being powerful and effective and we pray we are, we are righteous because Christ gave us his righteousness. When he took our sins at Calvary and all the sins of mankind past, present, and future were placed on his body and God's fiery wrath of indignation came down on Jesus for all the sins of all mankind past, present, and future, he took our sins and then he gave us his righteousness He was condemned that we would be accepted before God and that we could come boldly, it says in Hebrews 4, into the throne room of grace with our petitions. When we pray these prayers that it talks about in James, the prayers of a righteous man are powerful and effective. That righteous man is Christ, and we're praying through our union with Christ. He's the righteous one, and he's praying with us. It says in Romans 8 that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are all making intercession for us when we pray. So we have everything we need in prayer. The only thing that's blocking it again is our unbelief and possibly unforgiveness. James 5.13 says, Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is anyone merry? Let him sing psalms and sing praise. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him and anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. The Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed any sins, they're forgiven of him. Confess your sins one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. God wants to answer our prayers. We just have to believe that he wants to answer our prayers. And why would he want to answer prayers? Because he's good and he loves us. We need to get over religion and get into relationship. I think one of the one of the best ways to establish relationship with the Lord is to pray, and then to see your prayers get answered, not only for yourself, but for especially for other people and those around you, so they can see that the Lord is real, and He's risen, and He's loving, and He's good, and He's kind. And Christ paid a paid the ultimate price for us on the cross. Second Corinthians 521 says, he who knew no sin became sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. We're righteous by faith in Jesus Christ in our union with him in the spirit. And when we pray, we can believe that we have the petitions that we desire. We have to believe and not doubt. In Matthew 7, 17, 17, and I'm gonna close with this, the disciples come to Jesus because they couldn't cast a demon out of a little boy. And they just ask him, what, what was the problem? And he just berates them for their unbelief. And he says, you know, you faithless and perverse generation. He says, bring the boy to me. And he said, it's, it. they ask him privately later, why couldn't we cast a demon out of the little boy? And Jesus says, simply, it's because of your unbelief. Wow. They just didn't believe. And again, I'm going to close by saying this. We have to believe that God is good, that he's righteous, and that he's a just judge. My cat just gave an amen, if you can hear that, and that he longs to answer our prayers. Simply just believe, brothers and sisters today, that God is good. He's a good God, and he's a just judge. Christ took our judgment, gave us his righteousness. Now go today and pray for somebody that you run into in the name of Jesus. And with the power that that name provides, the prayers of a righteous person are powerful and effective. You have everything you need. Just believe when you pray that God moves through the Holy Spirit. And today you'll see your prayers get answered in his name.